When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm going to give you a scenario on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainers off today. Holly and I are with you. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give you a scenario and then you're going to call 651 641 1071. What would you do in this situation? So here is the situation that was shared with us. I know you're already cringing. My boss just hired a new employee. He's so excited about this guy's experience and all he's going to bring to the team. I was super excited, too, until I looked at the new employee's name. It's my ex-boyfriend of 10 years from my 20s to my 30s. We had a horrible breakup. He slept with my best friend. I haven't spoken to him since. Ooh, cringy. What do I do? Do I tell my boss? Do I try to get in touch with my ex and give him a heads up? Do I find a new job? Do I play sick forever? What would you do? 651-641-1071. What would you do? OMG. Okay, just resetting the table in case you're just tuning in. That's very stressful. I am stressed reading it. Okay. It's extremely stressful. Thank you. What would you do? Uh, the upshot is this. This uh, person, I don't know if it's a male or a female, but uh, this person, their boss has just hired a new employee. The employee is going to be great, has a ton of experience, is going to help out with a lot of stuff. Real exciting. Super exciting until this person looks at the name oh. and it turns out it's their ex-boyfriend. Oh, so cringe. That they were with for 10 years. So cringe. They had a terrible break. 10 years. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. 651-641-1071. What should this person do? Uh, They said they had a horrible breakup. Uh, The ex-boyfriend slept with this person's best friend. They haven't spoken to him since. The person is wondering, do I tell my boss? Do I try to get in touch with my ex and give him a heads up? Do I find a new job? What do you do? 651-641-1071. Holly? I'm really disappointed in this boyfriend. This well, ex-boyfriend. For any number of reasons. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, what? But most importantly, mm-hmm. that this person did not do their homework. Right? Because you got... Look. Mm-hmm. When you're messy. Yeah, when you're a messy when human you're, being. When you're messy... You have to be mindful of your mess. Now, mm-hmm. inherently, that is a mm, oxymoron, being mm-hmm. mi- mindful of your mess. Yeah, because if you're a messy person, you probably don't care much about the mess. Probably not. However, I yeah. say poor move on the new hire, because you should understand and know 
the whereabouts of the yeah. person that you made their life a mess of. Yeah, and There's you a were there, home- and you were there first. There was a little homework involved in that. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe I wouldn't go and work mm-hmm. at an establishment where I know that my ex that I was messy with. <gasps> trust there are certain locations in the Twin Cities that yeah. I am aware of. That I do not want to go to because, because I will know. run into the person and I was the messy one. See? And I respect that. So you I know own, your mess, yes. which that is like a, that's a self-awareness. There is a self-awareness of the mess. Yes. Now that it, it, there have been a few close calls. It happens. But at the same time, I am aware that it's like, I'm the messy one. This so is I why we have that. Facebook. This is why, so that you can find these people. 651-641-1071. What would you do? Okay, so here's the scenario. Uh, this person's boss just hired a new employee. The boss is really excited about the person's experience and all that he's going to bring to the team. The person says, I was really excited too, but then I looked at the name and it's my ex-boyfriend of 10 years from my 20s to my 30s. We had a horrible breakup when he slept with my best friend. I haven't spoken to him since. Do I tell my boss? Do I try to get in touch with my ex? Give him a heads up? Do I find a new job? Do I play sick forever? What would you do? 651-641-1071. We have some calls coming in. Holly is uh, lining people up. Oh, my goodness, because I think this one's a really hard one. And it's easier said than done. But my first reaction, again, is you were there first. You were there first. You're going to have to be the bigger person in this moment. Um, But... Maybe you're going to set the tone for how this how this goes, and it's going to be awkward. Let's go to Annie. We've got Annie on the line. Hi, Annie. Yes. Annie, what would you do? You know, I think this is an issue of boundaries in terms of how you handle yourself, much less than who you talk to in mm. that regard. Yeah, so say more so, about that. Well, I think, uh, you know, this is about you standing your ground if you enjoy your workplace mm-hmm. and probably telling your boss, depending upon what the climate is there, mm. if, you, if you start to look like you're more of a liability or something like that, unfortunately it shouldn't go like that, but some places it does. Yeah. But if you feel that it's a good idea, I would certainly tell my boss. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't tell the person that I had been with. Right. Right. So, yeah. Thank you, Annie. That's a good that's good advice. So go tell the boss, you know, carry yourself with that sort of professionalism so that they know that there is a history uh, and then, uh, you know, you can navigate from there. Let's go to the phones again. Phil is on the line. Hi, Phil. Phil, what would you do? Hey, here's what I would do. I would definitely go talk to the boss let the boss know what's going on and then also inform my boss that I'm going to go to HR and let let the boss know or let HR know that the boss knows that I went to HR. I mean, it's, it's a very sticky situation and it could be, it could not, I I don't see anything good coming from the situation. Yes. You have to be mature, but you know, you have to cross your T's and dot your I's and everything like that. And you know, if you need to protect yourself in your, workplace you were there first but you also have to be a, a mature enough adult yeah. to um, be a team player too so yeah. that's there all I got go. I like it no Phil that's great thank you for your call um that's all that's great advice go to the boss and then let the boss know and then let 
HR know that you have talked to everybody in the chain so that everybody's clear about what has happened. Let's go to Judy. Hi, Judy. Judy, Judy, what would you do? Um, I guess I, I differ on that. Um, I don't I don't feel that you go to the boss. You, you don't, first of all, she hasn't given enough information. I don't know if they broke up 10 years ago or one year ago. Mm. Um, she doesn't know if this guy's changed. People do change. And um, if it was me, I wouldn't go tell the boss. I would treat him professionally. And any personal relationship is not there anymore. And that stays at home. Mm. That doesn't come into the office. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a professional, and that's the way I'm going to function. If he starts behaving in a way that's inappropriate, then, yeah, I do go to HR at that point. But I, I just don't think that you go in and you tell someone. Because if I'm a boss hearing that, there's a part of me that's going to be thinking, uh, yeah, something's wrong with you, that you haven't mm-hmm. gotten over this person, and you're, now you're trying to do something mm-hmm. to So. I don't know. That's what I. That's what I think. Thank you, Judy. So Judy basically says uh, you got to hold your own self, and you've got to leave the personal piece at home and go to work and be professional and get through it and be your best self and only bring it up to the boss or anybody above if something happens that's inappropriate. Let's go to Marge. Marge, you're gonna have the final word. Marge. What would you do? The boss hired a new employee. This, uh, uh, the current employee, uh, notices that it's their ex-boyfriend of 10 years from their 20s to their 30s. Terrible breakup. They haven't spoken since. What would you do? Hi. Uh, similar to Judy, that I would not go to the boss without doing a lot more sleuthing. If they were together 10 years, there must be friends and family that know the situation that could weigh into her on it. Is she in a, a career path that is something highly unusual? Was he in the same career, or is he stalking her? Doesn't sound like Ooh, it would be that situation. That's a good point, though. But, um, but, I mean, if they were together 10 years, have they no inkling that each other might be in the same, you know, if they had this, maybe they met in college, mm-hmm. same career path. But I would not run to the boss either until, you know, maybe there's somebody on the team to inform and talk over and say, I'm, you know, I'm nervous about this, Yeah. but you've got, you must have some friends at work that know you and can keep their mouth shut. Maybe that doesn't happen. But anyway, I, I think going to the boss immediately is a bad move. Yeah. Marge, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for all of everybody's ideas. That is why I think this segment is interesting is because everybody approaches it in a different way. There is good, solid sound advice. Some of it is, through lived experience. Um, I, I thought that one was a tough one. I'm not going to lie. That was a tough one. Well, the, and the thing with the what would you do scenarios is there's no correct answer. Right, right, right. 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 Mm-hmm. They make you. it hard for us. I know. Thank you all for uh, for playing along. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, this is my moment. I've been called upon by Holly to bring my Grey's Anatomy knowledge to the table. I'm indulging you. Thank you. <laughs> Because there is a Katherine Heigl conversation that deserves to be had. We're going to have it when we come back after this on My Talk 1071.
Okay, this is um, the moment I was created for on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off today. Holly and I are here. Oh, the moment, Colleen. This is it. You've been, this is it. This is your moment. I've been studying for this for way too long. Um, you, Holly, have asked me to bring my Grey's Anatomy knowledge to the table, and I have arrived with it. Thank you, Colleen. What can I do for you? I am at your service. I need you to explain to me some details about this new article, this new story concerning Ellen Pompeo's opinion on Katherine Heigl. Mm. Now, Ellen Pompeo, current star executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Mm -hmm. which is currently in its 1700 season. And I've watched them all. And Katherine Heigl starred on seasons one through six of Grey's Anatomy, I believe. Yes. So Ellen Pompeo, reflecting on Katherine Mm -hmm. Heigl, Essentially saying that Katherine Heigl was ahead of her time. Ooh, this is interesting. Yes. Specifically saying that she was ahead of her time concerning airing her grievances about working conditions on the set of Grey's Anatomy. Something that she received flack for at the time when she talked about it in 2010. Ellen Pompeo says, I remember Katherine Heigl saying something on a talk show about the insane hours we were working and she was 100% right. Had she said these things today, she would be a complete hero. But she's ahead of her time. Hmm. She made a statement about our crazy hours. And of course, let's slam a woman and call her ungrateful. So that happened back in 2009 when Katherine Heigl was on the David Letterman show. And she talked about the fact that they were working 17 hours a day. And Katherine Heigl told David Letterman at the time, I'm going to keep saying that because I hope it embarrasses them. Them being the people running Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. She said she worked 17 hours a day and she thought she said she thought that was cruel and mean. OK, so here's what I find really interesting about this is that I, I feel like this is a really nuanced conversation um, that Ellen Pompeo is taking one thread from a, 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 like one strand of a braided thread to to tease out this one thing that Katherine Heigl did at a time when Katherine Heigl was actually. Um, there was a lot, uh, there was a lot of other things that she was sort of, uh, I don't want to say vilified for, but problematic things that she had said and done around the same time. So uh, when she said that, uh, I believe what year was that? Was that, was she she still on the show when she said that? 2009 is when she said that. So she was giving an interview about working on Uh Grace. So I feel like she pro- she quit in 2010. So yes, okay. she's still on Grace. Okay, so here's what this is what is interesting about that. Okay, here here it is. Oh, let me stretch it out. Thank you. The thing about Katherine Heigl is this. The reason Katherine Heigl, I would say, was the 2009-ish, 10-ish version of being canceled. Because Katherine Heigl made a number of missteps or at least perceived missteps. And I don't even think that that's on the list of missteps. Before we even get to her talking about the insane hours that they were working, you also have to remember Katherine Heigl signed another contract for another season of Grey's Anatomy and then started getting offers for the like insane offers. She was like in her mid-20s. And she started to get these huge offers for huge movie roles. And she did that thing that every young actor and actress is in at risk of, which is when you are at that point of tension and you feel like you have to make a choice between being a TV star and being a movie star. She 
in the midst of a contract, was trying to get out of that contract because she thought she was going to be the next big movie star. Yeah. Her movie career didn't really take off. Right, because this was after the success of Knocked Up. Right. She was doing action movies with Ashton Kutcher. She was getting huge offers, Mm -hmm. but it didn't end up teasing out this big, huge career that she had planned. Now, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Had she stayed with Grey's Anatomy, who knows what would have happened. That said, this was also around the same time that she withdrew herself from the Emmys for Best Actress uh, because, or was it Supporting Actress, because she felt that she had not been given good material. So she already had a beef with Shonda Rhimes that had nothing to do with the long working hours. Mm-hmm. So... It's hard to separate that. If you, if we are just going to isolate that one quote, I think Ellen Pompeo has a really good point. But at the time, we can't also erase the fact that Catherine Heigl was also dealing with some other things that were making people push back and oppose what she was saying. Yeah, and people were publicly pushing back. Yes. And the Hollywood Reporter, after Catherine Heigl had left, uh, people on Grey's Anatomy said that she was difficult and not worth it. Yeah. So they were doubling down on their position. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for clarifying You're welcome. this Grey's Anatomy gossip, because that's exactly the kind of context that this headline needs. Thank you, Holly, for letting me shine. Okay, no um, more Grey's Anatomy. We did, no, but we did just get an email from Sherry who was like, I love it, too. I've been watching it the whole time. Thank you, Sherry. I see you. We are together. We are together. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers off today. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. And uh, we are very excited today to tell you all about your crazy, stupid. Yes. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. Those crazy, stupid idiots. They're to your right, they're to your left, and hopefully when you are looking in the mirror, there is not one looking right back at you. Oftentimes we find them in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. Like where? Mm. Thank you for asking. Uh-huh. I'm going to flip-flop these. Uh, yeah, Am I... Yeah, I'm going to flip-flop them. Cool. Do yeah, what you feel. Yeah, you know, I know. You'll go along with the journey. Um, yeah. I want to start with the local yokel, because that's always fun. Oh, yeah. This is a one that I will title, History Repeats. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, no. you know, listen, sometimes our crazy, stupid idiots are of a theme. And this one is of a theme around the name of the human being. Okay? Okay. So go with me here. This is it's not a great story. Like in general, the story's not good. Sometimes this happens on crazy <laughs> yes. stupidity. A little yikes. But all right. remember, we're, we're gonna get to the name and that then it will all make sense. All right, so we've pre-yikes the yeah. story. Um a man was recently arrested for pointing a gun at someone. <laughs> the gun pointing incident did happen a few months ago, but last week he was charged after also threatening a cop. Uh, He had texted one of the officers investigating the gun pointing situation and claimed to have their home address and then said to sleep with one eye open and um, that he just got a new laser light sight for his gun. So that's not you don't want to go 
about doing that. Not not gonna. But remember, the initial crime was that he had pointed a gun at somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This guy's name mm-hmm. oh. is Aaron Burr. Oh, honey. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Did he say that he was a time traveler? No, I don't know. Here's my question. Did Aaron Burr know after whom he was named? Because yeah. if you're like, that name sounds familiar, I don't, I'm not getting there. Aaron Burr is. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The guy who shot and killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel. So this just, it's just one of those stories about somebody who may have been destined. Who knows? I mean, listen, names carry an energy with them. And so, man, it could be. Well, where are Aaron Burr's parents? That would be the question. Did Aaron Burr's parents (laughs) know that Aaron Burr... Maybe perhaps was a, a um, nefarious individual in American history. I think that is actually a wise question. And I would like to interview them because I'm curious. Did you name your son Aaron Burr knowing about the actual Aaron Burr? Yes. We may never know the answer to that. But oh. what we do know is mysteries. He's facing charges for both incidents now. Oh, no. Yeah. You just doubled down on that, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I, can I just say, make a plug right now for something though? Yes, one of my favorite original drunk histories. So, drunk history then became a show on Comedy Central, but it really just started with some YouTube shorts, Those and they're great. the original ones are so good. And one of my favorite ones is the Aaron Burr one. Oh, who drunk history? It? Where? Oh, darn it! I can't remember this comedian. He is so he is passed out. While he's trying to tell the story, which, it, you know, for many, some people might not be funny. It was funny for me. And he, at the end, he says something like, but Aaron Burr isn't on the 10. <laughs> and it's true. Aaron Burr's not on the 10. Oh, Alexander Hamilton. Is. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, it's it's if listen, if you just need to know your history, that's one way to get through it. It sure is. You're welcome. All right, where are we going next? We're going to um, where we're, we're going to Michigan. Okay. And I believe that we're going to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, okay. It's yeah. a lovely place. It is a place, and we have to meet somebody named Aaron. Speaking of Aaron, we've oh, got another Aaron. Not look at Aaron. That. Not Aaron Burr. But I've got a story of a guy named Aaron. Okay. And Aaron was very excited to see that one of his favorite t- uh, bands was rolling into town. Mm. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes! Give it away, give it away now. Under oh, the Browns downtown. Uh, they have a new album out, by the way. Oh, nice. Didn't know that until today. Mm. But it's true. It's called Unlimited Love. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers 12th studio album. So Aaron was really excited that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were rolling into town later this month. Actually, a week from today, they're playing Magic the Magic Bag, and tickets are under twenty bucks. Is that the name of the club? Yeah, it's called the Magic Bag. Tickets were under twenty bucks for Red Hot Chili Peppers. For Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Big deal. Aaron was like, "Dude, yeah, I'm well, in," and it makes sense because um, they uh, they the Red Hot Chili Peppers have been 
doing surprise shows around Los Angeles at small venues. They've been playing Amoeba Music. They've been playing the Fonda Theater. These places are known for smaller independent bands to play, not somebody like the Red Hot Chili Peppers Mm -hmm. that can surely fill stadiums. Also, Anthony Kiedis, apparently, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh. Also, Chad Smith, the drummer, is another Michigander oh from Blooming, Bloomingfield Hills. Hometown heroes. Aaron was stoked. He was like, yes, they're totally promoting this album, doing smaller venues, little record stores, free shows, other things. Aaron's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I am buying four tickets. When does the crazy, stupid idiot show up? Right now. Oh. Well, Because... <laughs> Because the crazy, stupid idiot is Aaron. Why? Because Aaron was so hyped that he didn't realize that he actually bought tickets for the red not chili peppers. No! Not the red hot chili peppers. Oh, no. They're a cover band. Oh, no. And Aaron is mad because he's like, they even use the same spelling. It's just one letter that's different. I mean, right? That's what cover bands do, Aaron. I know, honey. Oh, honey. And according to the Red Knot Chili Peppers website, no. by the way, they make it in all caps, Red Knot. They make it extra okay. extra yeah. emphasis on the knot. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I really want... What I want is for um, like an optometrist office to find our friend Aaron and like maybe create some sort of ad campaign around the fact that he might need glasses. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Aaron said he has clarified to the the Detroit Metro Times that he was completely sober when he bought these tickets and he wants a refund, but then he's not getting a refund. Now, the actual Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing Detroit in August. Those tickets are about 100 to 150 bucks. Now... Colleen, you know, you referenced other cover bands mm-hmm. do a play on words like a cure tribute band called Recure or yeah. there is an all woman New York based Led Zeppelin cover band named Les Zeppelin. There is it a happens. whole entire Saturday Night Live sketch based on a Bon Jovi cover band called John Bovey. Thank you. I'm just saying it's a thing. Well, Aww. when asked for comment, Aaron said, I'm just going to let go, man. I'm not tripping about it. Okay. So he's oh, let it go. I'm sad for him, though, because I am actually looking at. The, I'm not sad for him. It's partly his fault. I'm looking at the ad that went out on socials for the Red Knot Chili Peppers. It is evident. <laughs> it is clear that this is rudimentary Photoshop. Yeah, it's not. the No, it's not. Oh, you, honey. You got excited. Hey, go have a good time. Go to the magic bag. Yeah, It'll be go. fine. Like, that's the other thing. Go have fun. It might be the best night of your life. It probably will be. Listen, if you ever, ever get an opportunity to see my favorite cover band, go. Which is? Metalachi. Ooh, this is tell me more a heavy metal mariachi cover band. Okay, that sounds amazing. It is seriously the most fun concert you will ever go to. You will know all of the songs. Go to Spotify, download Metalachi. Thank me later. It will make you feel it is perfect summer music. It is a time. There you go. Ready to go. Yeah. But now I'm really ready to go to our next crazy, stupid Thank idiot. You. And I'm ready to take you. We are going to Florida. Yay! We are going to Florida where we meet 42-year-old Danya Svoboda. She got married in February. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also going to meet her caterer, 31-year-old Jocelyn Bryant. 
Now, Jocelyn is the owner of Jocelyn's Southern Kitchen. And uh, Danya and Jocelyn, so the bride and the caterer, had an idea for the menu for this particular wedding. Mm -hmm. Uh, They decided that they not only wanted to serve pasta at the reception, they wanted to add olive oil to that pasta. And that olive oil that they were adding wasn't just olive oil. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. They wanted to add a little something to the olive oil, but not tell anybody. Was it infused? It was infused. Mm -hmm. And then the guests became confused with a little herb precisely there was an Mm. herb blend i'm not talking about oregano thank you uh it was it was it was uh, olive oil enhanced with marijuana (laughs) (laughs) they thought that it would be funny if they got all of the guests high oh come on the guests were not aware no many of them had a little too much of course they would. And what happens when you have too much? You get very paranoid. Uh, Some people were feeling sick. Yep. Some people were very confused. Mm-hmm. A 69-year-old woman at the wedding felt that she, quote, had no control over her mind and body. Oh. And her mind was playing strange things in her head. And this is what she told the cops. Uh, the best man was so stoned he couldn't even talk. Just staring off to the universe. And just to make it even worse, like it's not already terrible, the groom had no idea that they were doing this, that the bride and the caterer had colluded to make everybody at the entire wedding high. That is Rudy Tuesday, oh, and that is bad karma. It is. Also, uh, several of the guests were hospital- hospitalized. Everybody has made a full right, because, recovery. Because they didn't know what the heck was going on. Yeah, because their heart was racing, and they thought they were going to die. Rude. Both Danya and Jocelyn. Uh, oh, maybe it's Joycelyn. Either way, I don't think she's going to be joyful as she is facing felony charges. Oh. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's that time of day. The time of day where we play a little game. That game is called the throwback. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071.